on May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. This one on Thursday, June the 24th, 2021. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, joined by Recruiting Analyst Hank South. And it's a day earlier than we typically join Hank here on the podcast. But Hank, does it really matter at this point? All the days are pretty much running together, I would think, for you. Although, maybe some light at the end of the tunnel here in the next week or so. Yeah, it's been busy, um, you know, but of course, you know, the NCAA has given recruiting reporters a chance to breathe um, in July and in August of the last few years. Obviously, it was a lot of breathing time last year, but, you know, 2019, uh, 2018, they started doing a, a July dead period, um, a full July dead period, with the exception of like one week at the end. And then August is is dead as well with, with fall camp. So, um, yeah, it's really the last big, big weekend, you know, we'll see what July brings that kind of final weekend in July, but, um, probably the biggest official visitor weekend we'll, we'll see for a while in, in, uh, in Tuscaloosa, um, coming up th- this upcoming weekend. And it is camp season. So the updates from Hank, the staff at BamaOnline.com have been literally minute to minute, especially on the round table there, the premium message board of choice. For Crimson Tide fans everywhere right there at BOL. And, you know, we'll talk about some official visitors, another big official visit weekend coming up to close out the month of June, including a 2021 of note that's still out there. And we'll get into some interesting decisions that have been made by prospects connected to Alabama here in the last week or so. But we talk about camp season Hank, and I guess the emergence of Amari Nyblock, a 6'4", 225-pound athlete from Clearwater, Florida, sort of symbolizes, in a lot of ways, what camp season is all about and the opportunity that Alabama looks to make good on with those uh, chances that it gets some guys on campus that maybe going into a weekend weren't as talked about outside the program as maybe they were inside the program, but is Nye Black uh, an example of that and what we've heard from from him over the last few days? Yeah, you know, he, he's, you know, your film can get you in the door or get your foot in the door. Um, and then, you know, a solid camp performance can really seal the deal. Um, that's kind of the the situation with Amari Nye Black. He, he visited and, and camped on Monday. Um, you know, has pretty solid film. It's not a lot of it, um, but, you know, two and a half minutes of pretty good film. Um, camped on Monday and just had a great workout, um, you know, checked in at 6'4", 226, ran a 4'7", um, just really moved for that size and, and really impressed Alabama and got the offer and immediately set plans to make a commitment um, today, Thursday, June 24th. Um, I believe it's expected to be around 1230 Central Time. 
Um, so, you know, we're keeping an eye on that. I, I think Bama has a has a very good shot. Um, I put a crystal ball pick in for Alabama. Tim Watts was obviously first on um, reporting that news as far as, you know, where, where Bama stands, that, that they're trending for, for Nye Black after that workout. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we'll see. It's interesting because, you know, everyone thinks tight end, you know, 6'4", 226. Uh, but he's a guy that, you know, can move all around. You know, he can play – he plays wide receiver in high school. Um, he could line up on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, he's rated as an athlete, and I think that's kind of more so where he projects with Alabama, just just a big athlete that they can use in several different areas, um, you know, at, at the college level. So – Definitely an interesting name to watch. Um, and, yeah, one of those camp risers that, you know, you, you don't talk about as much. He's not on those who could commit next lists. But, you know, he comes in, blows away the staff um, with a camp performance, and, and, uh, and you know, the rest is history. So um, always see a few of those each year, and, and he, he's the latest. Yeah, and you see the measurables, and you hear about the speed, and the immediate comp is Jalil Billingsley mm-hmm. in Alabama's offense. And, you look at the commitment list and you already see Elijah Brown uh, with a verbal to the Crimson Tide, but different type of players, aren't they? I mean, when you talk about size and and how they would be used in this offense, uh, I would think Elijah Brown, although he has shown too on tape that you can split him out wide and you can mm-hmm. use him in ways similar to a wide receiver himself. Very good athlete for his size, maybe more in line, traditional tight end. And then Nye Black, you can look at in some, some hybrid type roles, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think you kind of, you nailed it on the head right there. The, you know, he, and like I said, you know, Nyblock, he could be a guy that ends up projecting on defense as well. He kind of definitely, uh, you know, not the same size, but in terms of versatility, uh, JJ Pegues a couple of years ago, um, mm-hmm. a guy that, you know, could be a defensive lineman, play tight end. I think what he's a, he's a jumbo uh, tight end for, for, uh, for Auburn now, or I think he's still at Auburn. Um, so, you know, that, as far as, you know, versatility and usage, you know, that kind of, I remember was thinking of his name, somebody on the the BOL message board said, uh, Kyle Pitts, you know, Bama would probably love it if he ended up being (laughs) the next Kyle Pitts. Um, so yeah, no, but yeah, I agree. I think, I think, you know, Elijah's more that traditional tight end that you can move in line. Whereas, whereas, you know, Nye Black more, more of a receiving threat. Interesting stuff on the camp scene. No doubt about that. So Let's talk about some things that have happened on the recruiting trail in relation to Alabama still forming 2022 class. And I think you got to start with Shamar James. If there was some some news of interest, specific interest coming out of last weekend, as big a visit weekend as it was. And, you know, the huge names that you had on campus, both officially, unofficially, Arch Manning for the 2023 class on campus. But Shamar James takes an official visit to Florida and right on the heels of that commits to the uh, to the Florida Gators. I, I got to ask you your initial response to that and and James being a, a mobile guy and a guy that has been associated with Alabama so much. Um, what was your level of surprise there with Shamar James to Florida? Uh, I, I was pretty surprised. You no, know, I, I felt pretty confident on Bama's chances. He was even saying following his official visit to Alabama at the beginning of June that Bama had the edge. Um, he was leaning towards Bama. And, and you know, I, I guess I was more surprised in the timing. You know, he did it right coming off a visit, you know, while he was still on the visit probably. Um, you know, the, the talk was he was going to wait till early July. 
So, you know, I, I wasn't looking at that Florida visit as much of a, you know, threat for him to commit. But so I, I was surprised with that. Um, you know, I'll be curious to see what happens with this recruitment because, you know, I, I've talked to um, some close to him. You know, they were they were surprised that he went ahead and popped. Um, they, they weren't, you know, he's been talking about Florida for months. You know, he, he was even saying back in February and March that Florida was recruiting him hardest. So um, him picking Florida is not a huge shock. I think just kind of the timing and how it went down right after the visit was more of the surprise. Um, I even tweeted it. I was trying to think, uh, you know, Bama fans are, you know, they don't get much bad news on the recruiting trail. You know, I was trying to think the last time Bama really got truly beat for someone um, on the recruiting front. And I, I couldn't remember any time recently um, that, you know, news didn't really go their way. You know, I was thinking McKinley Jackson back in February 2020. Uh, that was one. <laughs> but, you know, it was kind of the first bad break in a while. Eric Gilbert, um, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you got to go back to, you know, the, the 2020 class to, to really uh, find a bad beat. I mean, it's not even not a horrible beat. You know, I think Bama will still recruit Shamar James. I think he'll still listen. You know, he, he even mentioned he, he caught up with uh, Blake Alderman on, on 24-7 a couple of days after he announced and said, you know, he even mentioned Deontay Lawson, how he wants to go see Deontay Lawson play this fall. So, he, you know, he's got the the mobile connections in Tuscaloosa, obviously has some mobile connections at Florida. You know, they've had some successful players from Mobile um, on their teams of, uh, of late. I know he hung out with Mohamed uh, Bate. I think that was his player host at, at Florida. Uh, you know, you got Tony from Mobile, uh, Michael Perrine, even though he's not there anymore. But I think they pitched him that kind of angle. I think they pitched him that, you know, he could – probably play a little bit earlier at Florida than maybe at, at Alabama or, you know, you, you know, they, they probably use Bama's depth against, against Alabama. And, um, you know, probably just the fact that everyone just assumed maybe Bama led for him, you know, maybe that, that always plays in sometimes to kids uh, that can play into kids decisions or, you know, they, they don't, they don't want everyone, they don't want to go where everyone just thinks they're going to go and not saying, you know, I, I think he really likes Florida a lot and, you know, they've done a good job in that recruitment, but, you know, we'll, we'll see if he ends up, you know, sticking with that long way till signing day. We'll, we'll see if Bama stays involved there. Yeah, and if anyone knows about the depth of linebackers that the Mobile area has produced for Alabama just in the last couple of years, it's probably Shamar James. I mean, we're talking <laughs> about Demoy Kennedy. We're talking about Deontay Lawson. And even in this 2022 class already, Hank, you got Robert Woodyard. So uh, Mobile's been really, really good to Alabama in a number of ways, but certainly at the inside linebacker position, which I'm assuming is that where Alabama, Florida, that's where they're projecting Shamar James, 6'3", 200 pounds. I guess he's got some versatility in what he yeah. can do at the college level. Yeah, Bama's recruiting him as an inside linebacker. Um, I think another thing he liked about Florida was um, they, they like him as a linebacker, but also maybe kind of that you know hybrid safety um, kind of can, can move all around. In the de- on the defensive side of the ball, so um, he def- I, I think that also stood out to him. Um, but as far as Bama goes, it's more so inside linebacker, and that was one thing you know coming out of his official visit, he was talking a lot about that. He was excited, you know. He said he watched film with Pete Golding, cut- talked about how they were going to use him in the defense, and that really got him excited about Bama. So I'll be curious to see you know if this is uh, you know I, I think Bama is still going to stay involved in this recruitment um, with-, with Shamar James. And when you talk about the edge and the success Alabama has had, especially in recent years, rebounding and really replenishing that position at the standard you expect from Alabama throughout the Nick Saban era. It sounds like it was a really good weekend for Anai White, the elite edge defender out of Philadelphia. Uh, And Cyrus Moss, uh, product of Bishop 
Gorman High School, the powerhouse out in Las Vegas. Uh, sounds like Alabama's made a pretty strong move with him as well. Yeah, um, you know, as far as Nye White goes, that was his first trip down to Tuscaloosa. Um, I, I think Bama has the edge for him right now. I think they really, really impressed him. And, and t- every official visitor, every visitor we talk to, um, whether it be them or their parents or just people close to them, they all talked about how organized Alabama was and everyone was on the same page in terms of the visit. You know, every, it was kind of all just work gelling together, I guess. They all mentioned that. And, and I think that impressed and I, why one thing he said that I, I took away from our interview was, you know, Bama didn't really they didn't go overboard with the recruiting pitch. You know, they, they obviously rolled out the red carpet. It was an official visit. He's a top target. They want him. But he said they didn't really, you know, it was more about them showing him how it would be if he came to Bama, whereas, you know, making it look all nice, him only having all this fun and, you know, just loving it so much, but not really getting a real idea of of what Bama was. He said it was more so they gave him a good idea of how it was to be there if he was to commit. And he said he really liked that. So I think Bama really, really impressed him. He's going to be at Ohio State this weekend. He's already done his Florida and Georgia visits. Um, you know, he doesn't have a decision timeline set, but, um, you know, Brian Doan said this, and I agree with him. It's an Alabama-Georgia battle right now. Um, and I, I'd, I'd crystal ball Alabama if I was putting one in right now after that visit. So he's a guy we're watching closely. Um, Cyrus Moss, he, he took an unofficial visit. Um, he started on Sunday, wrapped it up on uh, on Tuesday, I believe. Um, he caught up with Blair and Gulo uh, with, with 24/7 Sports. Um, he actually, you know, Bama impressed him so much. I, I believe um, he was not included in Bama's top five this spring, um, and now after this visit, he's uh, he's kind of moved them into that mix. So um, he said he's going to take an official visit later this year. Um, so you know, we'll see. But it could be an interesting year at um, at Bishop Gorman. You know, you got Cyrus Moss and you got Jake Taylor, the line, offensive lineman that OV'd Bama earlier this month that Bama's in good position for. So, um, yeah, you could be one of those. You know, we don't really see them land too many guys. At a, or we haven't, you know, seen them land a lot of guys out of Bishop Gorman in, in recent years. And, you know, it could be a, a cycle where, you know, they're in good in good shape for a couple. Well, we've been on Walter Nolan watch, it seems like, for quite some time, the five-star Defensive lineman, he's been on the visit circuit, checking out a number of schools, made a trip to Florida, I guess, a couple of weeks ago that produced some tremors, maybe where his recruitment was concerned. Those seem to have settled down now, I guess, Hank. And uh, was was he in town? Was he in Tuscaloosa here in the last 24 hours or so? Yeah, it's been kind of a bizarre month for Walter Nolan. You know, he took that official visit to Florida, his first trip. Um, he put that tweet out that Sunday morning that said, you know, I'm shutting down my recruitment and making a decision. Um, everyone assumed Florida. Um, and then since then, I, th- I think he's taken an official visit to Michigan. He's been to Georgia. He's been back to Florida. Uh, he, he's been to uh, he, he, he arrived at Alabama on Wednesday morning. I believe he's staying through today. Um, if not tomorrow, then he's going over to Georgia. Um, so, you know, wasn't wrapping up his recruitment with that tweet. Um, he was still had some <laughs> visits to go. Uh, but I, I believe he's trying to make a decision later this summer um, after this set of visits. But, you know, it, it's tough to kind of pinpoint, you know, you, Florida seems like the obvious choice. You know, it seems like the, the school he's been leaning towards a little bit um, this month. But then you got Michigan, you got Alabama, LSU's in the mix, Georgia's in the mix. Um, so it, it's hard to really pinpoint. Um, I, I kind of like Bama's chances coming into the summer. But it's yeah, like I said, I mean, it's just kind of difficult to uh, 
to make a, a safe projection at this point in time. Hopefully we'll catch up with him after this visit. I think he was at Tennessee for a few days this week too. So uh, that's another school in the mix. Obviously he's from the Memphis area. So uh, yeah, that, that's uh, that's an interesting one, but hopefully we'll, we'll get some reaction from him coming off this Bama visit here uh, before the weekend. We're going to take a quick break here on the Bama online podcast. When we come back, the only way I really know to describe this upcoming visit weekend at Alabama is five-star official visit weekend we'll ask hank south about that get his preview of a big weekend another big weekend in tuscaloosa when the bama online podcast returns right after this baseball has begun which means you need to listen to fantasy baseball today in five part of the cbs sports podcast network join scott white chris towers and me frank samphill every monday through saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes we'll break down the biggest performers news and prospects who could make an impact this season make sure to download and follow on apple Podcasts, spotify the odyssey app and everywhere else podcasts are found Back with more of the Bama Online podcast, Travis Ryer, alongside my colleague at BamaOnline.com. Hank South does an outstanding job covering recruiting for us there at BOL. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the Bama Online podcast? Simple as a click or two. And if you would leave us a rating and a review while you're there, that would be greatly appreciated as well. So let's get into it, Hank. Again, I don't know another way to describe it other than five-star weekend coming up uh, in Tuscaloosa. And it's not just 2022 guys. I guess we really need to start with the top 2021 target that is still out there. JT Tuomala'o, the defensive end from uh, the state of Washington. Uh, Here it is. Finally, Hank, seems like Mm -hmm. we've been on this quest, almost like this Clark Griswold vacation quest to get to uh wally world but here comes jt to tuscaloosa yeah uh long-awaited visit we've been talking about it for probably a year now a little little less than a year uh when was he going to get back to tuscaloosa the last time he was on campus was summer of 2018 so it's been three years since he's been to alabama a lot's obviously changed but obviously you know not you know nick saban's still there so a lot's still obviously the same um with that but uh, this will be his final official visit. He's done his set of five. It'll be his fifth trip. So he, he took all his officials this month, like he said he was going to. Um, I think he's wrapping up an Oregon official today or or did yesterday or you know, he's on a midweek official visit to Oregon. I'm going to head home, then fly out to uh, to Birmingham on Friday, um, stay through Sunday. And then, you know, we'll see. Does he make a decision right after that? I, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see because after every visit so far, it's been, okay, well, he's got the next one. But after this one, he doesn't have any more visits. So, you know, it's going to be decision time pretty shortly after. Um, so, you know, th- I, I think entering the weekend, uh, you know, Brandon Huffman has been the guy to follow on this because he's been all over it. He's getting him for these really good in-depth um, interviews after each visit. Um, he, he's been saying he's leaning Ohio State. He thinks they have the edge. And I think they kind of Maybe solidified that a little bit last weekend with with the official to Columbus, but again, everyone's looking at this last visit to Tuscaloosa. You know, Nick Saban is is the best closer in college football on the recruiting trail. Um, so you know, we'll we'll see what happens after this, but um, definitely Brandon Huffman um, will have some reaction from from JT, and I'm assuming his his decision timeline shortly after that. Um, but beyond JT, you know, like you said, you know, it's five star. You know, there's five star 
in three different classes, at least one five-star in three different classes on campus this weekend. JT, obviously 2021. Then you got just a, a plethora of five-star official visitors. Denver Harris, the five-star corner from Houston. Amari Abor, five-star defensive lineman from Duncanville, Texas. Bear Alexander, a lot of Texas guys. Uh, Bear Alexander, the five-star defensive lineman from Fort Worth, who was actually just recently decommitted from Georgia. Um, he is going to make his official to Tuscaloosa. Um, and then as far as, you know, 2023 guys, um, you got Jaden Osbury, five-star linebacker, Anthony Hill, another five-star edge guy from, from Texas, um, in on campus. And then a big unofficial visitor in Evan Stewart, the five-star receiver from Frisco. That's been a, a, a major Bama target on the offensive side of the ball. Then you got several four-star guys, um, that still elite level Terrence Brooks, one of the Bama's top defensive back targets, uh, Anthony Lucas, a four-star defensive lineman from Arizona, Tyler Booker, a big offensive line target from IMG Academy. Um, another offensive lineman, Dane Shore, then Jake Pope, <laughs> Nicholas Singleton. Like, I'm just rambling names. Like they're all official visitors. So um, huge, huge weekend. You know, uh, we haven't seen. You know, the only official visitor we've seen commit this uh, this year or this summer was uh, Le'Veon Moss. So you know, I, I, but that's kind of been the trend across college football. We've seen a, a handful of commitments from guys, but. Um, a lot of these, a lot of these kids are, are taking all their visits this month, and I, I think you'll probably see a wave of commitments in the month of July and, and August, or or even kids waiting until the fall um, to finish up their official visit tours. So, um, yeah, de- definitely a, a big weekend that you know we'll, we'll be we'll be watching closely. And Ty Simpson, you know, he'll five-star quarterback commit, casual. Uh, he'll be on his official visit um, to Bama this weekend as well. Yeah, so much Texas that you mentioned there, and. Whereas you need to credit guys like Jeff Banks and Carl Scott, I'm sure, for doing a lot of the groundwork with some of these guys for the 2022 cycle. It doesn't seem as if with their departures, interest in Alabama from Lone Star State stars has subsided much. No, it hasn't. Um, obviously, Jay Valai was an assistant at Texas. He, he stepped in. He has pre-existing relationships with a lot of these kids. So that's helped. And um, obviously, Bama hired Drew Savoboda, who is a former high school football coach in Texas, as well respected in the state. Uh, that certainly, you know, bridged any divide that there might have been with the departures of uh, with Banks and, and Carl Scott. Um, and, and of course, you know, everyone knows who Nick Saban is in Texas. You know, he, he, he recruits it pretty. He could probably recruit Texas by himself pretty, pretty well, too. So, um, yeah, no, Bama's Bama's remained strong in the state of Texas. Um, and, you know, that was obviously something they they focused on, you know, as far as, you know, who they were going to hire guys that had ties to the state and that could that could recruit the area. You got Jay Valai in the DFW um, area. And then obviously Svoboda, who was a high school coach in the Houston area that, that has, has ties there. So um, certainly have not lacked there with the with the departure of the other assistants um, to Texas. So Alabama for the class of 2022 right now with seven hard commitments, but some strong momentum, it seems, for Amari Nyblack, the 6'4 athlete from Clearwater, Florida, expected to make a decision on Thursday. Hank, I'm guessing we're going to have full coverage of that at BamaOnline.com. Just a hunch. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. They'll, they'll be, they'll be evals. They'll be, uh, you know, assuming he picks Alabama, you know, I don't want to ruin his moment. You know, if, if he picks Alabama, there's going to be, you know, evaluations as we always do, um, reaction quotes from, from, uh, from, uh, from Nye Black and, and all that. So definitely want to pay attention today. There you go. Hank South, always doing a great job for us at BamaOnline.com. Thanks a lot, Hank. Yes, sir. Thanks, Travis.
Frank Sal, Travis Ryder, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. Be sure to keep it locked to BamaOnline.com for all things Alabama Crimson Tide, with an emphasis on the recruiting trail, no doubt. Until next time, take care, everybody. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.